talk like a bunch of amateurs about Dogecoin. Doge. <laughs> it's every time, every time <laughs> it goes up, James has been sending to the group. Yeah. I've, and I, I mean, I've been watching it. It's on a steady climb. It is impressive that uh, Pornhub accepts it. Yeah, and Travel.com. Yeah. I, uh, my dad just keeps telling me to get out of it. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, sell, you know, like 50% of your coins and then just, like, leave, you know, 50% in there. See, I'm like, no, I'm, just, I mean, I'm not really doing anything with the money anyway. Just let it sit there. Right. Because, I mean, best case scenario is going to get up to, like, what, 10 cents? Or, or a dollar. A dollar. Or a hundred dollars. Honestly. If we're talking best case scenario. Best case scenario, a hundred dollars. Best case scenario, that's, that's I step outside and find a million dollars. And Dogecoin is completely irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> I think that's such a pipe dream, though, to be like, maybe Doge will get to 100. Like, it's it's probably never going to get to 100. That's the kind of thoughts that's going to not make it come to $100, dude. I mean, I'm still so going to just... hold. <laughs> I'm still going to hold. I have no reason to ever sell. I mean, I'm still taking this to the moon. But <laughs> I still got these diamond hands. I, I say, I think the moon is. I think the moon is a little bit too shallow. We should take it past that. Why Mercury. not? Mercury. Mercury. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool, actually, to see how rapidly it goes up and down. Like, it's just such a fickle market. Yeah. But if you do sit on Robinhood and actively be one of those, I guess they're called a day trader. Yeah. I'm kind of dabbling it in a little way. I think I moved stocks like 15 times in one day. Wow. And made like $18, which... Dude. Which realistically, <laughs> the fact that I had to get on my phone, sit there for a little bit, I think the investment of my time would have been an hour and a half of screen time looking at my phone. So if I translate that to you know my grunt economics, like oh I was working for a little bit over eighteen dollars an hour, something like that. So, but it was kind of cool, and I can see it still being something feasible for a good investment of my time because I was like, Oh shit. Uh, this is popping off, uh, in the news about whatever this pharmaceutical company is. Let me just buy two shares in that and I'll spend like $5 cause it'll be two fifty or whatever a share. And sure enough, within a couple hours, it goes up 10%. I don't know the exact math of what 10 maybe a, a nickel or 50 cents, whatever it is I made off of that transaction, and I just moved it out. All right, now let me put it somewhere else. That's all I was doing was constantly moving it. When shit was moving up, I would uh, sell at what I assumed was a peak and then move my shit to a lower uh, stock and then do that. But for the day, I made about 18 to 20-something dollars. So. Yeah, I think with I think where I'm at, because Doge is the only thing that I have any – money in yeah. i think i could stand to make like double my money nice. just where it's sitting at right now <clears throat> so if i withdrew i would i would make 40 bucks nice yeah people well, li- people listening right now like wanting to hear like forty thousand dollars investment. <laughs> we should just say it like that just for the sake of entertainment yeah uh, i put about 50 racks in on doge yesterday <laughs> and i'm seeing a steady climb so but you really mean like 50 bucks yeah but we're not going to say that we're, we're not going to say that <laughs> so if we uh 
we edit, splice out, make any like YouTube clips. It'll be like crazy fucking Tennessee man invest fifty thousand dollars in Doge. And the next thing you know, the news send news is the news. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Use different little sayings for the whole thing. Tennessee man's bark is worse than his bite <laughs> when it comes to Doge coin. Send news, more like <laughs> fake news. <laughs> um, the only thing I'm looking to do, like long term, like big deal, is like buy a piece of strongman equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if it, if it can make it to a dollar, I can make a little over six hundred bucks. Oh yeah, and then buy a strongman log. That's fucking crazy though for it having just reached one dollar value. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was doing some a little bit of research on it and. I guess a lot of the the hate that it gets, as far as what how it is such a different bit currency than uh, than other ones like Bitcoin is. I think it caps at like twenty or two hundred and ten million or twenty one million. Some there's a cap to it. <clears throat> there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin, and while everybody says like, yeah, this is this is the future. This is what you got to do. The what they don't say is the actual risk of such a valuable uh, item. I, I don't want to say commodity because I know there's just some real literal definitions that I'm misunderstanding. But when you have something like one Bitcoin being worth 36000 40000 what what it risks in its scarcity is becoming kind of like a novelty, like a collector's item. Like yeah. why, why why would I spend my Bitcoin now instead of just keeping it? And that kind of obviously uh, would be the biggest obstacle in it being an actual used currency. Now yeah. with, with Dogecoin, I guess, what do they call that? It's a, a deflationist currency, something like that. It's, and then for Dogecoin... They just keep letting it mine. There's no cap right now. He's had, uh, they've had a talk about it. There being a cap for it, but I guess the the users and a lot of the the board of people, whoever it is, there's no board. I guess it's it's also a decentralized currency, but yeah. they're not going to put a cap to it. And just so they can mine just as much as also being to balance out their losses in. People losing their fucking digital wallet, losing access to their coin. Like with with Bitcoin, even though the the value and all these people are still mining, there's still a shit ton of Bitcoin that's just gone. It's you because, cannot because, get to it. Yeah, and because people have it secured in the right. wallet and they've forgotten how to get access to it. Exactly. That. And so, how does that? So that that's what's tricky. It's like, all right, yeah, it's. The value is going up because we're getting closer to the cap, but it's still contingent on like, all right, does as, for the value of the currency is that everybody has this ability to spend it. But now you have over millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin that are essentially non-existent because you can't fucking use it. So how yeah, I, it? I bet I bet the people that haven't access they like they they have the Bitcoin they can't access the money. I bet they're pulling their fucking hair out right now. Right, because. Bitcoin just recently capped, I think, at like 42000 if I'm not mistaken. Fuck. And, I mean, it's down now to like thirty six. Right. But, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's almost like starting the series Supernatural. Yeah. It takes so much to get to the end goal of like, all right, 
$46,000 or $40,000. Now I, now I have one Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, like why would I do all that work? I'll just have $46,000 or $40,000. And I mean, you could chase after a, a more attainable coin like Ethereum, which is right. only a, like a little over a thousand right now. Yeah. And I'll be honest, man, I don't, Everything that I've just spoke is the extent of my knowledge on any of it. So <laughs> I, Dude, I, I don't I, know I didn't, anything about any of it. I didn't even understand the mining aspect of it for the longest time. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a digital. What the yeah, fuck do you what, mean mining? <laughs> where do I get my pickaxe? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I didn't know that it was like sequences of code. But isn't that crazy that we're translating sequences of code and, and ascribing a monetary value to them? Yeah. Like, it's, it's the value of... Um, I guess the scarcity of it, like there is only that set amount and you're mining, you're uncovering the information that is uh, encrypted. So every time you get a new set, I mean, it it made a little bit of sense to me, but honestly, I'm still... Oh, like, I, st I still don't fully understand it yeah. and I'm not going to pretend to ever. Like, but it makes me wonder if, you know how like, I, I read something the other day about how like, the people who automate their houses, those are tech enthusiasts. They're not technologists. Like the actual technologists, people like Edward Snowden, you right. know, they don't automate their house because they know how uh, breachable all those systems are. Right. And it was like the post, it was like, it was pretty much like a meme where it was like, you know, tech, excuse me. Wow. We are talking. Rude. <laughs> Fuck. Um, where like tech enthusiasts will automate their entire house. They're like, yeah, I have, you know, everything hooked up to my smartphone and this is in like in my internet. And then like a technologist is like the oldest, you know, like the newest piece of technology I have in my house is a, a printer from 2004 and yeah. a shotgun in case that printer makes noise without me telling it to. That's pretty good. You know? Yeah. So it's like, are tech enthusiasts investing in crypto or are technologists investing? Because I feel like uh, uh, someone who is a technologist realizing how infallible, I don't know if I use that word right, uh, technology sure. is. Pretty sure I did. Sure. <laughs> yes, you got it. Um, he would realize that maybe that's not worth it because you could lose access to your own computer at any moment. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand that. So um, I think technologists would invest more in something like actual physical silver, you know, not to not to trigger anybody who's trying to take GameStop to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like my cousin, I know for a while. I don't know if he still does it, but he he's like a silver hoarder. Yeah, you know, he like because it's true wealth. Like you can't you can't unless you physically lose an actual piece of metal you're going to have that for forever and it's pretty much going to hold its value. Right. So I guess that is the the digital equivalent of what Bitcoin is and stands to be. So my issue is you if we're putting them in two different camps, the 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 technological person and then the <clears throat> the tech enthusiast. I think right now the monkey wrench in this whole economics and currency system is that there's still people just wanting to have wealth in our current economic structure, which is a lot of people just jumping in on either Bitcoin, whatever digital currency it is, even if it's it's GameStop. And I can honestly say, yeah, OK, cool. But what is the true value of like GameStop, for instance? I yeah. know 
I fucking hated GameStop. <clears throat> I think it's funny how during I meant to point this out like the other day or something like that, but how just in December, like November, the holiday time frame, yeah. everyone was like, "Fuck GameStop!" They mistreat right. their employees, their pieces of <laughs> shit. They only give you five cents for a game that cost you fifty dollars a year ago, you know. Right. And now everyone's like, "Yo, we gotta save GameStop to the moon, Diamond yeah. Hands." Yeah, exactly. And like, take a stance. You know, like, do you hate GameStop or do you want to save GameStop? Because <clears throat> if you really hated GameStop, you would let the hedge fund guys bankrupt that thing. Right. So that that is their stance. Their stance is making money, which mm. is which is really not different from anybody in this pool. Whether it's the hedge funds guys, whether it's the the long time investors, whether it's like. I'm doing it for the shot. experience, Dan. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a revolution. I want to be a part of it. But but that that's my point about, like, now, okay, that being said, GameStop did suck. There were other game places that I truly would feel remiss if I didn't do a part to, like, damn, you know, that sucks. I want to help them out. Like, uh, Play and Trade was a place. Play and Trade what, was amazing. What was cool about them was... It was more of an experience. You go there. There's TV set up. There's yeah. console set up. Sometimes they it's even like have a, like a game room. It's like, a real gamer's haven. Yeah, it's yeah. a game. It's not like uh, a trader's market. GameStop was yeah. just almost like a, a trader's market where they happen to. You it was can, a pawn shop for games. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm looking for. It wasn't like a, a gamer's fucking haven or, or whatever. But playing trade, I remember the first time I've ever done a tournament in my life was playing trade. I did like a, a Modern Warfare 2 tournament. I was like, oh, shit. They got it, uh, um, sign-ups, whatever. So I signed up for that, and it was like, it was just a fun experience. Like, I was young as shit at the time, but it was just cool that they did that. And I remember you can go up there anytime, and they had a binder full of, like, dates on the calendar for, like, Street Fighter, um, Madden, all these different tournaments, and they held them there. I'm like, man, that's cool as shit. But GameStop, again, was like... You know, somebody's fucking drug-addicted uncle stealing somebody's PS2 games trying to get a couple bucks for the day. Yeah, I so one thing, like, I find, um, man, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I find it, like, discouraging or disheartening that some of the most fun jobs in the world are the jobs that you're going to make, like, no money at. Yeah. Like, like, it would be amazing to own a game store. You know what I mean? But because of, you know, places like GameStop, and now we have Game Exchange that's, you know, held its place um, in, like, the local economy, uh, you can't compete with that, you know? Right. Or I think owning a comic shop would be really fucking fun. You know, I used to hang out at Heroes Legacy that was over on uh, University. Right. Right next to the hookah bar, but they shut down. And I don't know why, but it was before all, like, the COVID stuff hit. But I used to hang out there all the time when I was, like, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And that would be my Saturday, you know, like, I, just, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's got to be really hard to bring that kind of discussion to the owner anyway. So what kind of, how's the, how's business looking to the comic shop person who already looks like they've just been to hell and back and they're just yeah, doing it for sleeping the, in the yeah. shop <laughs> because <laughs> doing, he, doing it for the love of the game. Their, their pillow is like an old fucking worn out Batman magazine. Oh, oh God, man. Hey, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> I love it. Doing it for the kids. Um, uh, anyway, that being said, as far as the, the the value, I still see. I don't see true real value in GameStop unless something drastically changes. Because if it's still this brick and mortar, 
pawn shop, whatever system it is, I, I, I have no faith in it. But I, I hate to say it to anybody who, who's invested into it. I hope something works out. But that being said, I don't see movie theaters being gone for good. There's no I don't, fucking no, way. Because like we were talking about it the other day, like going to see a movie is an experience, especially if it's a movie that is going to, I like for, for lack of a better word, like change your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, there's sometimes you leave a movie and there's even like, I've seen movies that I hated or not hated, but like, didn't like at all. It didn't, <laughs> no, it didn't have like, you know how a lot of times you leave a movie and you're like, wow, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. There's movies that I've left that I will forever remember that made me feel like shit. Like what? But it, like where the wild things are. Never saw it. Oh dude. So, so it, I, it's the result of trying to make a hour and a half, two hour long movie out of a 10 page book, you know, and it's a great book. Um, and, uh, I went to go see the movie. I think I was like 14, 15, somewhere. I was some, like really like young teenager. A really impressionable age. Very impressionable <laughs> age. And uh, I left the movie theater borderline wanting to die. Damn. It was so depressing. It was so depressing because like in the book, Max, his mom's like, oh, you're a bad fucking kid. Go to your room without yeah, dinner. It's the rated R version. Yeah. So then... Fuck you. <laughs> God, piece of shit. You are fucking wild where you're from, you fucking idiot. No, you goddamn wild thing. <laughs> um, you so, make my heart... That'd be so stupid <laughs> if the movie end credits it starts playing that fucking... Like, what it would not fit Drop the fucking at all. ball. <laughs> it would not fit at all, man. Like... You know, in the book, he goes over to the wild things, becomes king of the wild things, and then he wants to go back to his mom. So he goes back home. Well, in the movie, it's like his sister's annoyed with him. His sister's friends kind of, like, pick on him. His mom is kind of like, you know, I think she's like a single mom. She's, like, at her wit's end with him. So yeah. she gets so frustrated. She's like, go to your room. And he, <laughs> he runs away and ends up in the land of the wild things. Um, and then, like, the whole time he's there, like, they're having a great time, and then everything just kind of, if I remember, I've only seen it once. Like, if, if I remember correctly, everything just kind of goes to shit. Like, they're supposed to build up and have, the, like, the wild rumpus, you know, and, yeah. and they're supposed to have all this fun, and then nothing works out. And it all goes terrible, and then Max decides, like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, and he goes back across the ocean, and this one, like, loses its arms, so he's walking around with sticks for arms. He's like, wait, Max, wait. <laughs> and, like, they're all chasing out. They're like, whoa, we love you, Max. And he's like, I have to go. And then he gets home, and he's been missing in the real world for however long, and he gets back to his mom, and he's just sitting there over a bowl of soup, sad as fuck, with his mom, like, holding him. You can tell she's like been through the ringer worrying about about her son, and that's how the movie ends. Wow, it's awful. Like spoiler alert. But I almost if you haven't seen this movie already, it's been eleven <laughs> years probably since it came I, out. I even seen this movie, dude. Um, it, I almost I want to watch it again as an adult just to like. Yeah, you might have a completely different opinion. I'll probably it. cry because I have kids now. Yeah. So. And they might be wild things. Oh, dude, Elliot's a wild thing. He's having a wild thing uh, themed birthday party. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be solid. Hell yeah. So what is, uh, I guess, that was a shit experience, that movie. What was one that was like, you left the movie theater like, fuck, I'm going to be, I'll never be the same. I'm going to be a whole new, I don't know, just 
So life changing experience. Oh man, life changing experience. Don't say Transformers one or two. No, okay. I did get really into Transformers after Transformers one though. Yeah. Like that was that what really was a good movie to see in theater, and especially they unveiled that new Corvette. I think it was like the two thousand seven or eight Corvette yeah. uh, that Bumblebee is. Um, Man, I don't know. I like I was a, I'm a big Potterhead, you know, like I have been involved with like the Harry Potter series since I was 4. So leaving uh the last movie, like it was a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah, but like I honestly I got roped into all the Fast and Furious movies. So after every Fast and Furious movie, I was like I got to be a car guy. How <laughs> <laughs> did I got roped into the to the the first Two, the first one, and then uh, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo right? Drift is my favorite. Fuck, Fast Tokyo and Drift is badass. Yeah, I used to watch that movie religiously. Yeah, like I have movies that I'll watch on repeat just for like background noise yeah. while I'm doing something, and while I'm, I'm just sitting there being depressed or something. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm sitting there being a weeb, looking all kawaii and shit. Um, I yeah, I watch that one a lot, but I don't know, man. I think like as far as like like change me for a permanent positive probably no movie has ever done that uh, i don't think I, I mean all that motivation is very fleeting yeah you know it's kind of like how people will watch like ct fletcher right and they're like hell yeah it's still your motherfucking set <laughs> or like people gave the goggles who's gonna carry the goddamn boat yeah like it's not that doesn't work on me yeah so what you're saying is AMC is going to shit, and there's no reason for movie theaters. No, I love movie theaters. I would still, man, I miss movies. I miss movies a lot. I, I, I even miss overpriced concessions because, like, I'd go and get a large cherry coke slushy every yeah. time or icy or uh, trafficking outside outside uh, candy and goods. Oh, oh man, I used to, I found every way, man. Like, I I would smuggle in like cans. Like whenever I was drinking soda, yeah. Like I would drink a, a big can of code red mountain dew and i'd find a way to like get it into my pants but like under like my sweatshirt or whatever right i think uh that was the whole thing though the the importance of the movie theater it had a whole culture behind it all everything that was going on uh yeah they gotta they gotta come back you said they're renting them now yeah so what they're what they'll do is they'll like you can buy like a screening of a movie and you can go and watch whatever movie you know it's, it's more expensive for obviously like newer movies yeah. so it would be better to kind of like split the price with someone but if you're just going to see like an older movie like if you wanted to show your kids like the first harry potter movie on screen like what would you rent it for what would i rent that for yeah like if, for. if i had to pick a movie you're gonna pick a movie and you're gonna take your kids to the theater and rent it out <sighs> you're really you man you're coming with the heavy guns here because i'm <laughs> i feel like i'm a movie guy like i really love movies yeah uh damn eyes wide shut that shit's weird I've never seen that movie. Is that, that a movie? That shit's weird. Yeah, it's a movie. It's Nicole Kidman and uh, Tom Cruise. That's when I found out Tom Cruise is like five foot one and Nicole Kidman's like seven foot twelve. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like definitely not a kid appropriate movie, but it was the first time like Nicole Kidman's just butt ass naked walking through this like. It was kind of like an expose of a lot of what's going on in the the Hollywood shit. Because it was like this uh, masked party, whatever it was. Like some underground. But you can tell it's in like some rich ivory 
fucking business type shit. Like, you go down there, it's velvet, uh, gold, really nice fucking fixtures everywhere. But there's people just, like, kind of fucking on the side. But they're all wearing these weird demonic masks. Like a, like a masquerade? Like a demonic yeah, masquerade. Yeah, like a crazy masquerade. And then, like, you have this, like, ritual going on. Like, it was just fucking weird. And it was directed by, uh, who's, who's the guy who, Rome, was it Roman Polanski? Some dude who got in trouble for uh, <clears throat> messing with a minor or something. Like, I know and he committed suicide. He also committed suicide. Like, oh, never mind. I don't know. You're it was fucking about. weird. Anyway, so that's crazy that, that he would make that movie and then he got caught molesting kids. Yeah, and he also committed suicide. I don't know. It's probably a whole other thing. I couldn't even dive into that fucking rabbit hole. But honestly, that sounds like my kind of movie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find it now. You I've should. always wanted to do like if <clears throat> like I've always wanted to do like a masquerade thing. I think that'd be cool. But, like, if I did it, I would do, like, a Draculian kind of theme. You know what I mean? Like, really, yeah. like, dark where you would have to wear, like, demonic masks. Like yeah. Somebody's wearing the scream mask. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking out like, what's that? They, 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 they fuck Who up. The they fuck? get the scary movie one. They're like, oh, they were all out of, they were all out of ghost face, man. I just, fuck. Can I still come in here? No, bitch. <laughs> That's funny as shit. I saw, no, see, that is something that, that was, come to think of it, uh, a changer for me. Uh, I remember being super excited about it because this is back when all of the um, commercials during like TV breaks and shit was at least one per commercial break was like a, a movie trailer for some shit. Like yeah, I kind of missed tra- that. I don't remember the last time I saw a movie trailer at all. I don't watch them. So it Unless was, it's like Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this was for... Uh, scary movie the first one that ever came out and i was like what like when it first started i was like what is this gonna be look and at then you it, showing your age dude. Eh, <laughs> and it was so uh it was so different to me like what the f- it, i was excited to see it but we actually went to the movie theater to watch it and i remember i damn near pissed my pants from this scene that was going on like a few of the scenes it was just so funny to me at that time because it was just i didn't see a lot of things paradising other movies like that it just i just hadn't seen it like that yeah um, i'd seen you know uh, the monty python movies which was its own type monty of humor. python yeah, Mon- <laughs> monty python body but uh, <laughs> the uh the the scary movie thing i think there was this one scene i was already at the age too uh <clears throat> i was a little younger where it was still uncomfortable if my parents were around to somebody and like i'm listening to cuss words i couldn't do that that's shit. still uncomfortable yeah. for me man <laughs> so, so um or like if there's boobs in a movie yeah yeah and you're with your parents you're like boobies fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> no but they always say something too though i remember I, all right no i can't I, i'm not gonna let myself get i say don't don't veer off right. don't veer off all right so uh in the scary movie part there was a scene where he's like at the house party or something. I, I hope I remember correctly, but he starts like freestyle rapping and he's like, I'm going to slash and gas and put another hole in your ass. But he's like, <laughs> he's got his dagger on him. And the whole time he's doing like the rapper hands going like that, he's accidentally stabbing everybody around him. And they just I, keep I falling think I out. Remember that. And I remember them all falling out and me looking at how like he's really fucking rapping but he's also cussing. I just was like, was oh, it the killer shit. doing that? Yeah, it was the killer doing. It. it was just like a sensory overload for me. It was just too much, <laughs> and I could not stop laughing. And I, I think it was maybe scary movie one or two. Uh, I, it, it must have been a later one, I think. 
but the the dude was gonna have sex with the girl, and he like, starts like with his penis, yeah, with his penis and oh, stuff fuck. or whatever. I don't know and junk. <laughs> but uh, uh, <clears throat> he's like trying to do something different. He's like, here, put this on. And it's like I remember that one. Like and she, like puts, she, she puts the, the, on the, the football shoulder. stuff. He's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I flip yeah, over. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. dry humping. He's like, oh yeah. No, but to start, it was like the shoulder pads or some shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here, put this on. And then it's slowly she's no longer feminine girl anymore. She's just straight up a football and, player. Yeah, fully clothed. He's like, yeah. So yeah. that was the first one, was it? If I'm not mistaken, oh, because then shit. at the end, whenever the boyfriend ended up being the killer, yeah, and like the blonde yeah. chick, because it was it was. That that black football player dude, I think it was one of the Wayne's brothers. Yeah. Um, and then uh the the white dude, he was like, Yeah, we're the killers. Now if, if you haven't figured it out, we're gay. And he's like, Uh, I ain't gay? He's like, What? He's like, but we I think he said something about how they had sex or something like that. He's like, uh yeah. he's like making an excuse. He's like <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was the first one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so there's not many things that I think people could talk in this way and have the same memories like a movie experience. And that's kind of what's important about. Yeah. I, man, if there was a movie I could go back and see in theater. Here I, we I, go. What is it? I would, I would, I mean, not with my kids, like for myself, I still don't know what I would show my kids if I wanted to like blow their mind because Quinn doesn't really sit and watch that many movies. He's not at that yeah. age yet to where he like gives a shit enough, you know? Um, I do wish I could have taken him to go see Trolls World Tour. Like, yeah. that was actually a really good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, but I would go see, like, School of Rock. Yeah. Or Pineapple Express. Because yeah. those are just, like, those are some of my favorite movies. And I didn't see either of those in theater. Right. <clears throat> my my parents, I didn't even, when I was, when I first saw School of Rock, I was 10. And I didn't like rock music at all. Like, if it wasn't rap, I didn't care about it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get into rock music either. I remember it was kind of like a uh, an awkward thing that maybe I shouldn't be getting into. Which <laughs> it was kind of. Uh, it's not embarrassing, but it was uh, really different. The first rock that was really played around the house was my older brother, and he was playing uh, Creed. Creed's first album Ew. Creed's first album. and Creed's first album didn't even have the can you take me higher it didn't have any of that it was something else so like, I was he listening to I, it? I don't even did know, he not man. know about take me higher yeah. God no this was like prior to that but I remember uh we were doing that now mind you my dad and my mom never listen to rock they still don't listen to any rock I never grew up with classic rock they were just strictly like Salsa, merengue, all the Spanish music was yeah. what they grew up on. So I remember I'm slowly kind of getting into to this this rock thing. And then at the time, the things that were big was like Papa Roach was big. Uh, Lincoln Park just started to come out. And I, I fucked with like, Lincoln Park. Like new metal was fucking just squeezing out like yeah. hard as fuck. And uh, <clears throat> I remember we went to a rec center. This was like in Ramstein, Germany. So they had like the rec centers for like pool table, all these different things. And uh, my dad would take us there and just, I was feeling real fucking froggy. And I put in some quarters in the little uh, jukebox machine. And uh, now at this time, Creed had come out with, I blessed us all with his, his, <laughs> his masterful hire. And uh, <clears throat> I played that shit. And uh, I remember my dad was about to go his turn, like take his turn at the on pool, 
and uh, the song starts, can you take me? And he's like, do you play this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he just like shook his head. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I got to listen to more of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really fucking, fucking up the system here. Um, that's a song about God. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Something about golden streets and... It's, it, I think it's about God. It's about God, and which is funny that your dad would be so upset because yeah. I feel like if he knew that, he probably would think about I it think, differently. <laughs> I think distortion was just so dissonant for people. Like, what is all this noise? Like, they just yeah. couldn't stand it. Um, my dad got me into like corn and stuff like that. Yeah, I th- he didn't. I think that's really like, like it's good with butter. It's good. <laughs> Stupid joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Corn with a K. <laughs> Um, but yeah it's it's c-o-r-k-n yeah yeah uh, um and that's like the like the heaviest thing i got into and then just because of the area i grew up in it was like strictly rap like i was listening to like Snoop Dogg was like really big at the time. I remember i thought chameleon air was the coolest chameleon air you know he's still making money He's Doing worth what? like fifty million dollars. He's a he's a music executive. Yeah, um, I looked it up because I was I was curious about where he was, <laughs> man. Because like that was such a one hit wonder thing. And I, I remember seeing his CD at like Hastings or yeah. Borders or something like that. And uh, I was like, What was his nah. one hit wonder? Uh, Riding Ride dirty. dirty. Yeah. Um, and then like I remember Green Day had come out with um, American Idiot. <clears throat> that album and then Boulevard of Broken Dreams would always come on the radio and I God hated damn, I hated that always song. Always came on the fucking radio. I hated it so much. I didn't I didn't like anything by Green Day. Yeah. And then I got to New York um and everyone around me was listening to rock. Like there's there's almost like I, rap music didn't exist right. where I where I went to in New York and Green Day was really popular so I got really into American Idiot, like the whole yeah. album. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't like this song. What's his name? Billy Joe or something? Uh, yeah, Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong yeah, or Bill, Billy Joel Armstrong or something like that. Um, he, uh, yeah. And to this day, I think American Idiot is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And then like I got back here after my parents got divorced and I got made fun of for liking Green Day. Yeah, like, you should have. I got, <laughs> like, I got made fun of a lot. Like I remember on my on my first day of, of sixth grade, I was you like, came in there loud and proud, like, oh yeah. I think I was wearing a Green Day shirt. Like I had like You're three all black with a white tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish my Chemical Romance hadn't made Black Parade yet. <laughs> um, but then like. I went in there and I was like not quiet about the fact that I like Green Day. Like people would be like, "What kind of man is you?" I'm like, "I like Green Day." They're like, "Excuse me, <laughs> Green Day is gay." I was like, "No, no, they're not." And then like I remember I got made fun of for like not made fun of, but like it spread through the whole sixth grade hallway. And like, like you a got day. Made, <laughs> well, maybe not made fun of, but no, everybody talks shit about me through got, all of middle school. I got made fun of for I got made fun of for liking Green Day, but then like. Um, I was in, I was skating a yeah. lot at the time too. And people were like, so you skate? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, uh, who's your favorite skater? <laughs> and I was like, Chad Muska. They're like, Chad Muska. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. They're like, why do you like Chad Muska? I was like, I mean, he can ollie a fucking fence. Like he's 
like he's pretty good. Yeah. And by the time I left my last class of that day, some kid walked up to me. He was like, "Hey, do you you listen to Green Day?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> he goes, "And your favorite skater is Chad Muska?" And wow. I was like, "Yep." And he goes, "Cause he can all the offense." I was like, "Yeah, wh- who told you that?" No one. And he walked away, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, and what was worse, I came into like I came into school late because like my when my parents got divorced. We were still looking for a house. Yeah. And so th- my mom didn't send me to a school because we weren't in any specific school zone yet. We were living with my grandma. Yeah. And instead of sending me to New Providence, she waited until we moved into a house. It was like, there was like two or three weeks, like progress reports had already come out and I just got thrown into six or eight. <laughs> and like, so the social, di- I didn't know anybody. The social dynamic had not been set up for me. Yeah. And it was miserable. Yeah. Because so- everything that I was into was cool in New York. Yeah, but not here, which was weird for me because New York was the shit. That <laughs> uh, was there a moment you threw all of that that you put on Green Day and you were like, "No, fuck all of them. I love this shit." Or was it? Yes. Like, all right, I can. I, I still can. had like Green Day posters in my room. I still wore. You went home and tore them down. Whoosh, whoosh, oh no! Hell no! No, because I told my mom like, "Mom, like these guys, they're saying that like." Green Day sucks. And she's like, Green Day doesn't suck. I'm like, you're right. Green Day doesn't suck. Uh-huh. So, like, I dude, and, like, even Corn, Like, yeah. it was kind of like everyone was getting into, like, that metalcore shit. Like, Devil Wears Prada and Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. I hated all those bands. I still do. Yeah. They all suck to me. It's not good music. And I still, like, listen to, like, Green Day and Slipknot and Corn. Yeah. Like, I got, dude, nobody fucking liked Slipknot or Corn. I didn't understand that shit. Yeah, I never really got into uh, Slipknot. I listened to some Corn. I got more into Slipknot in my, like, older years. I listened to fucking System of a Down, like, obsessively. Obsessively. I'm talking, I fucking loved them. Like, well, I remember. Aren't you really into Deftones, too? Oh, I love Deftones, too. My first, first ever, back when I started skating. I had a uh, like a Sony Walkman, and I made sure it was like the anti-skip. You had to make sure to get with the ones that were. If you shook the CD player, it, it still, still secured yeah. it in there. Yeah, because I would stick it in my pocket with my headphones connected to it. But I had the Californication album, such a good album. Yeah, and I had Toxicity and White Pony from um, from Deftones. Yeah, they were just really cool, and I, they <clears> just came out with an album. I don't know, like a month or so ago Deftones and they still have their style he does this kind of like modulation to his voice like when he's I don't know I just I haven't listened to enough Deftones honestly I've listened to Change like a million times I've listened to a few other songs that have like popped up but none that I can like really remember but it's just because like I haven't taken the opportunity because it's it's heavier you know what I mean but when I listen to heavier music I can't be around anybody because Then I get over like overstimulated, like yeah. really. Like if my kids are around and I'm trying to like, Go I up. I won't listen to like black metal or any me- anything that can be classified as metal around anything hectic around my family because they're gonna try to talk to me. Like Hinder, oh dude, Hinder, <laughs> God, they're so good. They're so good. Um, <laughs> it just gets it just gets you too uh, ramped up. It gets me way too ramped up. Yeah, but it, I, like I start losing every like I start like losing my faculties, and I just kind of like I'll hit pause. I'm like, you know what? We're not listening to music anymore. No more music. But like, no more anything actually. <laughs> everyone sit down. 
<laughs> look at the blank. Look at look, look at the blank screen on the TV. Yeah. Um, no, one. I've actually been getting into like I guess what would be considered now like weirder music. It's I don't really like to call music weird because I feel like that's a that's something that like people use as a crutch. Or they're like, oh, the music I listen to is like really weird. You're, You're like, think I'm like, weird. Yeah, like Tame Impala. Yeah. It's like one guy. Makes this really crazy music. It's so weird. I listen to Sia. I'm kind of fucking weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I look. I I, I listen to Diane Wood. Yeah. You know. I've never, ever been, like shook or shocked or anything. Me either. By somebody's playlist when they show me shit. I hate that shit. They're like, I have like everything, but it's like stuff by artists that are on the radio, but that song's not on the radio. Yeah. It's. That shit's annoying to me. Right. But, like, one of my most favorite albums I listened to recently is um, The Idiot by Iggy Pop. Yeah. And it's something that he produced with David Bowie. And the reason I listened to it is because I was listening to a series about Joy Division. And when Ian Curtis killed himself, he was listening to The Idiot. So, naturally, I was like, I had to listen to The Idiot. Got to. But it was his favorite album. Um, and it is a really fucking good album. Like, all of it. I'm not usually, I'm not really into like Iggy Pop's like Lust for Life album. It's a bit too like upbeat for me. It's it's weird to hear Iggy Pop by himself without the rest of the Stooges being upbeat like that. But well, what is that song with the girl? I wanna be your dog. I, now I wanna be your dog. Yeah, that, that was one. off their first album. I love that fucking song. I heard that one on a skate uh, skate video. I think it was Yeah Right or Flip. Sorry, something. Yeah Right had like the best music. Yeah, um, but you're saying that was too upbeat? No, 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 no. Iggy Pop's Lust for Life album, his solo okay, album. Gotcha. Yeah, no, he worked with David Bowie in Germany for a long time, and uh, you can definitely hear David Bowie's influence on The Idiot, which is crazy because Ziggy Stardust, which was David Bowie's first rendition of him as an artist, was inspired by Iggy Pop. Wow. So then when they finally linked up, which was, I'm sure, like a wet dream for David Bowie, they made some really good stuff, but there's a song on there called uh, "Night Clubbing," and it sounds just like Marilyn Manson. Wow! So then I looked up Iggy Pop inspired or Marilyn Manson inspired by Iggy Pop, and the one that came up was "Dope Show," and I'm like, that's exactly it. Like even uh, Twiggy Ramirez, who was the bassist for Marilyn Manson, I think he was the bassist. Yeah. Um, he said, like, he felt like Dope Show was, like, a ripoff of nightclubbing. Wow. And I was like, wow, fuck. Like, so there was a correlation there. But, I, like, I listened to that recently, and I listened to an album by uh, Martin Rev called uh, See Me Riding. And Martin Rev is one like of the... Like a millionaire. Close. <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> but it was made in, like, the 80s, I think. Oh, okay. And, uh, but it's only, like... So Martin Rev and Alan Vega were in Suicide together, which is one of the early New York punk bands uh, like that inspired like the Ramones. And uh, they split up eventually. Not they like still they still love each other. They still like are friends. They just like had different creative things they wanted to do. And they're like, yeah, we'll come back for like concerts and stuff. But um, Alan Vega went and did his thing singing wise, and then Martin Rev stayed with his synthesizer, his his drum pad and stuff. And uh, he made a whole album, I swear, all of it is to his wife. 
Damn. And the first song I heard on it was um, fucking hate. It's on a, it's a <laughs> shitty dedication. No, every, everything, dude, it's beautiful. Like everything that he says about his like he really fucking loves his wife. Like he Damn. found like his everything. Yeah. It was, he's one of the few rock stars that stayed with the same woman his whole life. Wow. And uh, it was it was so I don't know, man. I I can't even put it into words like how good the whole album is. Like I don't know. What's the name of the album? They see me riding, and it's got a it's got weird cover art. But I was looking for Ooh. the way I found it was, I was searching for another one of his songs called Marie, which was a song dedicated to his wife. But there's no lyrics. It's just a really happy song. You can tell like, there's some songs that don't need words <clears throat> for you to know what they're about. Right. And that's one of them. And uh, right under that was I heard your name, and I was like, well, let me check that song out. And he actually sings in that. And that that whole album. Wow. It's really good. It's more, it's more like, not really singing, it's more like almost spoken word, but with like a jingle to it. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I have to check out that album. They see me riding. See me riding. Yeah. Let me make sure that I'm not wrong on that one. Uh, that's kind of what I I really like about... Um, You're going to say Kanye West. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, title. Title as far as a uh, digital media platform yeah or digital service provider whatever it is title title yeah <clears throat> title's owned by uh jay-z is actually the the head of that if he still is i'm not sure if he is or not but it, it's extremely high fidelity like audio but also they really are a stickler for the 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 credits for the music like, if you go into Spotify, it's kind of here and there. Like, you can probably find something. You can even, like, a lot of what I do for songs that I really like that were, uh, uh, whether they're hip-hop, R&B, whatever it is, I'll look up to see who produced it, and I can search that producer in Spotify, even if they're not. They'll still be classified as an artist, and it'll still have every album that they worked on, but it's just they won't give that information on most of the album stuff there, but title <clears throat> title gives that like <clears throat> if it's, if I'm writing a song and I need a sample from you, I need a sample from such and such, somebody else, somebody else. And then for whatever reason, another person down the street offered his insight into the song, whatever he's also going to be in the credits and like in title, you'll see all of those credits. I, then, I like that. Kind yeah. Of stuff. So you can even, for songs you wouldn't even think like it <clears throat> i remember when i was growing up listening to different rap songs or hip-hop or e any kind of music i'd be like <clears throat> i would say like kanye for instance i'm like yeah kanye he's a genius he did that whole song and then like when i actually look it up for uh his graduation album like he had so many fucking people working on his album with him i'm like oh shit. Hey, yeah like, and that's funny because oh, he's revered song. as like one of the best producers in the business because yeah. he produces his own music but yeah. he still has help right but well i will say i also had a misconception of what a producer was i always thought producer was strictly someone who like the manufacturer of the sound when really a producer is almost like the equivalent of like a director for a movie like they they're not necessarily the ones behind the camera they're not necessarily the ones doing this but they're kind of they have the vision yeah they have the vision this is actually what i want this sound to sound like and they have maybe somebody creating the beat and they can say like look 
I actually want the beat to be a little more sad, melancholy sounding. And can we make it like brighter chords while also still being sad? And I think instead of it being like guitars, maybe we should bring in like a fucking a cello instead. We'll do this, this and that. And it's kind of their vision being worked on by all these people for the producer role, if that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And I didn't know that. But, I mean, well, fucking Kanye, man. I, I can I can chalk up his uh, a lot of his musical outcomes, I can say, could be like, oh, yeah, he's a musical genius. But at the same time, like, it could also be like working with like a fucking infant in a way like maybe the product is inevitably going to be something quote unquote genius because it's so different it's so this this and that but i don't know he's he's fucking wild that it was interesting to me to find out how much artists will sample from other songs yeah. and i haven't found anything like again it's just because i haven't like delved into like looking for it enough but I'm pretty sure there's a guitar chord on um, uh, "Lose Lose Yourself" by Eminem. No, there's the guitar chord. Dun 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 dun. dun. No. I'm pretty sure that's a guitar riff from The Cure's 1015 on a Saturday night off of their Three Imaginary Boys yeah. album. Like when I heard that, I was like, I fucking I know that from somewhere. <laughs> and you, you should do a tell-all. <laughs> do a tell-all video, like getting the, the right, driver side, of, getting the driver side of your of your car, <laughs> and start recording. Like, look, I, I don't know what's going on in America. <laughs> I didn't even think Eminem listened to the Cure like that. <laughs> the Cure for America is getting rid of this shit. <laughs> um, no, I, I do like though um, hearing about how certain producers or even like the sound technicians that will sit in on recording the album. Yeah. Um, like Joy Division, I forget what album it was that this happened on, but the the producer for that one, he had them play their song, right? And he was like, no, I don't like it. So what he uh, did... I don't know, yeah. <laughs> what he did was he had like the drummer, I forget who was drumming at that time. I think it was Pete, Peter something. Um, he uh, had him hit each of his drums individually until he got a sound of the drum that he liked. And then he pieced together that drum sound, like the entire drumming for the album, based on those drum samples. Wow. So he like would insert the snare. But if he like wanted an angrier snare for a certain part of the song, he would insert the angry snare. If he wanted a softer snare, he would put that in there. Damn. So it was just like that sort of meticulous um, piecing together of the music right? is like what produces great albums. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or going to uh, Tibet and getting acid trips and fucking high and then coming back. and That is true. Yeah. I, I, man, I, I want to do acid. I do too. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm reading Marilyn Manson's autobiography right now. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he's in a lot of shit right now, right? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, like, it's shitty. It's shitty what's happening. I'm not going to stop listening to his music. It's the same where, like, you're not going to stop listening to Kanye's music. I mean, right. granted, he didn't rape anybody. Right. But he's, like... You're still going to listen to R. Kelly. 
No. I didn't listen to R. Kelly. You still to listen with. to the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if I was into R. Kelly. You still got the keys to the ignition? Hot <laughs> fresh. fresh out the kitchen, dude. Uh, no, if I listened to R. Kelly before all the child molestation allegations came out and the proof of it all, really, I would yeah. probably still listen to R. Kelly. Like, you know, there's some pretentious <laughs> asshole who's still strictly just a, like a fan of his fucking piss porn. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't really care for his music, but he's pretty good at pissing on things. So, Isn't that girl? Yeah. Wasn't she underage? Yeah. Was, so They were selling that shit all over the fucking place. Oh, pretty man. Fucked up. In any so, case. Yeah, anyway, so I'm listening. Yeah, so Marilyn Manson's and all this. I talked about it on Night Coffee. Yeah. Blah, when did I do that? Friday night. Um, I recorded my episode. But... Um, He's on all that shit right now. Uh, I was like, of course, right before I'm about to start reading his book. And, of course, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. You know, he, all these allegations come out against him. But uh, he's talking about his first acid trip and how, like, terrifying it was. Yeah. Because it's the, the setting for, like, hallucinogens are everything. You know what I mean? Right. That's going to determine your trip. And he dropped the acid... And uh, he started freaking out. Like this girl started like confessing her love for him, and um, like he said, every time she said love, it would be like suspended in the air longer than it was supposed to be. And he just kind of like walked off on her and was trying to find his girlfriend, and just kept walking from room to room in the house endlessly. He said to him, it was a hundred different rooms. But in reality, it was probably like a four-bedroom house, if that. Yeah, it sounds like a piece of shit, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He actually is a piece of shit. He's a real piece of shit. He planned on killing the girl that gave him acid. Really? Like, went straight down to, like, he was going to, like, commit arson with wow. with one of his uh, bandmates to burn her fucking apartment building down. So, inevitably, he would have killed other people as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, he watched a dude die in a head-on collision after a show. Like, he walked out. These two cars collided. This guy got out. And he was, like, bleeding from his face. And he was like, help me. And then he let his hand down and his fucking face flap fell. And he fell to the ground and died. Damn. And he said that, like, he kept walking. And the woman in the other car was like, what's going on? Hold me. Hold me. And, like, she's looking at him in the eye looking for humanity. And he's like, and I just walked away because my mentality was it's not my business. So I don't want to be here. Oh, what a fucking piece of shit, yeah. dude. But, like, I'm have sorry, you heard his music, though? He's really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you hear he sucked his dick when he pulled out his ribcage? So he talks about that, too. <laughs> oh, really? He, ta- he said that he had um, this chick, Missy, that he had in the band for a while, yeah. where uh, she came out dressed like him with a giant strap on, yeah. taped around the, like, the outside of her clothes. With a muck rib sandwich. So then she oh. started singing. And he came out as himself and started sucking her dick, oh, quote unquote. And the and rumors. And he said that's probably where the rumor got started that I had my ribs removed to suck my own dick. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And still, uh, still though, he probably sucked his own dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He probably pulled out. His no, I, I mean, but like, is it really any surprise though that he's a gigantic piece of shit? No, it's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I wanted to read his autobiography because I know it's going to be depraved. So he. He did write it himself? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That he's is kind of... He's a hell of a writer, too. Yeah. He's a hell of a writer. And, like, he's very transparent. 
He doesn't hide any. He like he talks about how like he hit his mom and didn't feel bad about it. I think he gets off on all that. He probably man. does. He definitely does. Uh, he definitely gets off on like talking about himself. Yes. Like in. But uh, I, almost every famous person is a narcissist. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the position they're in because they had the belief that they are the best at what they do. He's the original <clears throat> weird Spotify playlist dude. Yeah. Like, no, I listen to weird shit. You, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> no, have He's you got, like, have you ever heard Dance with the Devil or some shit? Boulevard of Broken Dreams on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> He's he is one of those guys where he he was uh, he was very into. Um, visual performance art along with his music. Oh, yeah. Where, like, he would lead the chick around on stage with a leash, and, like, she wanted him to beat the shit out of her on stage. Wow. He would, like, piss on her and stuff. Wow. Oh, but yeah, man. It's weird. But, yeah. like, could you imagine being at that show? And seeing that? And I mean, it would that? definitely be a spectacle, but I'd yeah. be like, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> The, the concerned 30-something-year-old dad in the crowd. Man, you okay? Is What's going on? Is that real pee? <laughs> Knowing that all she needed in her life was a fucking father figure. And she wouldn't end up on stage Sorry, you put that on. dingling up. What is going on here? <laughs> is that your pee? Oh, God. Taking off my jacket to cover up. You stop it. <laughs> You're the Forrest Gump of the whole situation. <laughs> he should not be hitting you. <laughs> and he starts pissing on me. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Mom. <laughs> All of a sudden, you take this, you take it off of, you take the collar off of her and you put it on yourself. You're like, uh, <laughs> I'm just hypnotized. <laughs> Damn, that yeah, that is a fucked so, up chain of events right it, there, man. It, <laughs> <laughs> start writing my own autobiography. <laughs> and then I was sitting around a podcast table talking about an autobiography. <laughs> and I'm fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, seriously, have you ever listened to Pumped Up Kicks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That is a weird fucking song, though. It is a weird song. It's right. terrifying, really. Yeah, so we went from uh, GameStop to GameStop. GameStop. To, uh, to uh, the movie theater, to <laughs> an in-depth analysis of uh, music and... Uh, and people getting pissed on. Yeah, and getting pissed By on. By two different people, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to buy more Doge coin. I might. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, I think they should do something with... The theater, the AMC, because those three things are, I think, pivotal to entertainment, gaming and music and movies. And AMC has like the lion's share of like venues and th you know what I'm saying? Like just the fact that they haven't done anything to to uh, work them all in together. You know what I mean? Like movie theaters are just movies like when are they going to do something where the gaming industry is involved the music industry involved so i was just thinking about that like what if we found a way to like rent out a screen for a day and we just played like mario kart 64 fuck oh that's not what i was gonna fuck. say i was thinking of something that would like actually sound good coming out of the speakers oh like green day <laughs> <laughs> we just fucking thrash danced in the middle like up in front of the screen um no, like play something like Call of Duty or UFC or like even like a sports game. Oh shit, yeah. Like I had Decorian over the other day, or like a couple like two weeks ago, and uh, we were playing FIFA Street. I forgot how fucking good that game is. Do you ever I play the Street games? It. Oh my god! No, I played NBA Street. I, yeah, I, I played all the Street games. Yeah, that's I. That's the only sports games. 
Hmm. It's the only sports games I really got into. Yeah. Was uh, the the street game like FIFA, NBA, and NFL Street? I played all of those, and then um, also you know playing UFC. Yeah. Which I'm going to shoot through some withdrawal right now. I canceled my Xbox Live, and I played UFC three through the Game Pass. So big boy moves, man. Oh, Big boy moves. I'm, I'm having a hard time not just buying UFC 4. Yeah. Because I just really want to play. Like last night, Quinn spent the night at his cousin's house. And Elliot went down. And I'm just chilling there. Like Peyton's watching a hand, The Handmaid's Tale. Which is like actually a pretty good show. But it's not what I'm into. Right. And I was like, man. Some UFC sounds really good right now. Right. But I couldn't play it. Yeah, you got to get you the hard copy, man. Eventually, after the, maybe after the competition's over, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if there was like a strongman game for Xbox, I would never I'm, play it. <laughs> I would never play it. It's it'd be, <laughs> I don't. Hey, nice job! Like one of those cheap Korean games, like that they did for like Wii Fit, where they they had like the the classic good games, like Wii Sports was like the original one and then you had all these like third party ones coming out like we play we this we that and they tried to use like that balance board for yeah everything. you can see them trying to do that for like strongman using some weird fucking mechanisms that would be tool. so boring complete whole- with its own atlas balls <laughs> still 250 pounds accessory for the xbox like fuck <laughs> hell dude fuck that i would i would never play that game i did though um oh dude how did i even forget to bring this up man have you watched your i made i made a way bigger deal about that than oh, yeah. i even needed to you're expecting some shit have like, you watched the weather this morning <laughs> dude <laughs> fuck it's gonna be nine degrees next Saturday. that's real it's gonna be the low of nine degrees next Saturday. are you serious yes oh, nine degrees that. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to be even more inside than I am now. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched Icarus. Is it good? Yeah. Have you not watched it? No, I haven't. I've been wanting wow. to. Wow. Where he kind of inadvertently <laughs> exposed fucking Russia's... All of Russia. ...steroid yeah. corruption so shit. I started watching it shortly after it came out because I always, I've always hated how the average person will look at an athlete at the elite level taking steroids and being like, they're fucking cheating. Yeah. Because you don't know what they fucking put in. Like, since I've started lifting, I appreciate how much work it is. And I don't even understand the gravity that those elite athletes are at. Even having done a fair share of lifting in the past eight years, you know. They're still training their asses off. Their entire life is that sport. So I watched Icarus thinking like this is just going to be a bunch of people talking shit about people using steroids when they don't understand what goes into being an Olympic athlete. Right. And in a way it is, you know, but the big scandal was the fact that like this uh, Gregory uh, Reznikov was the director of um, WADA, I think is what it's called. And a USADA no, is different. Okay. That's the that's like the pure Russian thing, but he was at the international level, if I'm not mistaken, okay. with WADA. So like Americans and the and British and French were all like they would run the tests and he would make sure that Russian athletes had clean, quote unquote, piss. Yeah. And uh 
it's scary, man. Like that whole thing. And the, I think part of like the scariest thing is that you can look at Putin and he looks like a scary motherfucker. Right. Like generally, like we just had a president who was undoubtedly balding. You know, like that's a toupee that Trump wears. Yeah. I, I would imagine. And Putin kind of has the same thing going on, but he doesn't wear a toupee. He's just thinning. So he's an average-looking old man on the outside, but, like, his eyes are just uncomparable to anything that you could ever look at. I mean, like, he is a modern dictator. Right. You know? Where, like, you didn't get that same kind of fear looking at Kim Jong-un, you know, because... He just he looked, looked kind of soft yeah. and pudgy. Like you could tell that he was raised by the leader of North Korea to be the leader of North Korea. Like he yeah. just looks really soft. Putin is ex KGB. Yeah. You know, he just looks like a scary motherfucker. Right. And he's also really into himself. Like he released those like super masculine shots of him like next to a bear and shit yeah. like that. Or with dolphins or some shit. Man. There's some crazy <laughs> footage He's, and shit out there. Yeah. Him. And he also <laughs> does like mixed martial arts, you yeah. know, to this day. And he'll have people killed on a whim. He's like, oh, that guy betrayed? Fuck yeah. that guy. You know? Steroids. Not, not me. <laughs> not I. Not Russia. We, we are strong country. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Reznikov... Uh, You'll guess what's coming. Today, I'm sure. <laughs> he said it in the in the yeah, fucking that, like he was, that is like he was the death threat right there. He, get what's no, coming he, he gave a press conference. He was like, and I don't even remember name of 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 men who say we have yeah. a state funded doping agency. Yeah. Como se dice? <laughs> Como se dice? Red in the dork? Ah. Red in the soft? More like it. Oh, he fucked up big time. <laughs> we are going to kill him. <laughs> Putin, so Putin makes vague death threat. Yeah, right. We are going. This is to- not vague. He gets a new, new newscast like right after. It's not vague. I, I'm serious. We are going to pump him full of embalming fluid as we dismember him. He is going to be how do you say? Poisoned. <laughs> Super big, super big air quotes. Really poisoned badly to death with the poison. We are going to make sure his corpse even die. One more. One more time, I, I say it. <laughs> he go to America, we find him. Infiltrate government is what we do. We are professionals. We know where he's at right now. We're having trouble with visa. <laughs> it's hard to ship poison across waters. <laughs> I <we're>... see you. <laughs> hey, there he is. I find you, fucker. I know you're watching me. I, I think Russia has had some of the biggest characters in all of history. Yeah. Like, um, I've really, I've, I really love reading about like Rasputin. Right. Have you ever read anything about him? Yeah, he was That's, like unstoppable. For, like they dude, tried to take him down, and he just kept coming. You back. could not fucking kill that guy. <laughs> and like the craziest what? thing too, and he was like, he was a real dude, right? He was real. Yeah, he was a mystic. You know, I heard it. I read somewhere. I think it was on Reddit that it was like. None of that was actually true, and he went down really quickly or some shit. That's but no, that's it is wrong. it is true. He did it, it, like they tried to kill him a couple times. Damn, they poisoned his fucking like rose muffins or whatever, yeah. which are just like shitty rich people muffins. Yeah, and he just kind of farted. 
Like, <laughs> and then they ended up having to stab him to death, but they had to stab him like a, oh, like what? a lot. No, you. <laughs> like, but what's crazy is in his hometown, he started leading like a like a Christian sex cult, wow. where like they would get together and they would just start flailing around naked as fuck, right? Yeah. And then they'd start fucking. And then he got caught doing that, and they were like, "You got to go, man." And they were like, "You can't do that anymore." He's like, "Okay, fine, I go on pilgrimage." <laughs> and he goes on a pilgrimage across Siberia to a monastery, and gets trained under these monks. Come back, I am reborn, and he starts like stealing horses and shit, and like oh, damn. he he like essentially just kind of weasels his like he weaseled his way into the Romanov. That doesn't like, even sound like weaseling. That sounds like fucking steamrolling. He, oh, it, it really, Rasputin's yeah. coming. <laughs> like, he went, hey, fuckers. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and he would come in and, like, seduce nobles' wives wow. with his fucking 10-inch slong. <laughs> like, he was such an his interesting character. Like, yeah. It? And, like, <laughs> the craziest shit, and this is, like, documented to be true, like, the, the Romanov... Uh, the boy was sick. He would have bouts of whatever the fuck he was sick with. Yeah. And then Rasputin Goose would come bumps. in. He <laughs> <laughs> Gus booms, dude. Uh, he would uh he would come in and be like, Okay, I fix. He is healed now. And he would be healed. Wow. Yeah, but like pure luck. Like yeah. he was a flim flam man for sure. The dude was just having like bouts of anxiety. No more. <laughs> Stop. He would do the, he did that thing off of trolls. That shit. He would do that thing off of trolls where he'd fucking slap his face, rub his eyes. Alright, calm down now. Calm down. <laughs> it is time for what is the opposite of anxiety filled. Right, dude, you can imagine that uh, there was probably a lot of that that happened anyway, because I think there's actual physical representations or side effects from just anxiety so oh, when somebody yeah. was having anxiety and they have like fucking hives or some shit they probably mistook that for like oh fuck he's got i don't know chicken pox or some shit and here comes like some fucking priest or some shit yeah busting out a long ass snake like, like no quiet yeah and now you're all of a sudden like fuck like, <laughs> the hives kind of dissipate he's like, like the, the proto-evangelical yeah like he fixed me. I, I'm yeah. no longer. Russia, they also had um, HPB, uh, Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. Wow. Was like the flim flam woman. And she kind of paved the way for like modern esotericism. Really? Oh, yeah. And like her story is a crazy one, too. I, I don't remember enough of it to like really like recount. A lot of the stuff, but like one of them was like she had something going on with her leg, like where she had like stump leg essentially, where like it would fill up with fluid, it would be difficult for her to like walk. But she apparently did this big pilgrimage to like Tibet to learn under their monks. Like she was all over the world apparently, and then like made her way into America and she did her own stuff here where she had her own following. And like, but with like really super progressive beliefs at the time, which was like, it doesn't matter your sexuality. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or any, like they, she was literally accepting of every person into what her religion was. Right. Uh, that she, it wasn't even religion. It was just like an esoteric belief system. Gotcha. But like she did like ritual magic and shit. It was crazy. She, you know, she finally fucking died a damn Poison. hero's death. Really? Yeah, like she she had in her head this book she wanted to write, but she couldn't write. So she spent like the last two years of her life 
saying what it is she wanted written in her like fucking thousand page book. Yeah. And then she died. <laughs> as soon as she Damn. was done. Yeah. So like people was she Russian? <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> Close to the book. Done. <laughs> and now I end. <laughs> The real end. But it, she, she lets out just a, just a, a ridiculous fucking fart. I am not, I, I am not dead yet. <laughs> they will smell that in the ethereal plane. That's funny. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I'm really interested in like Russia as a country because like they're so confident in themselves yeah. that like it's 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 kind of like that fake until you make it thing, right? Where I mean, you have this idea that Russia is powerful, therefore they are powerful because yeah. they've said it so much. It's kind of like I know you don't you don't watch Naruto, but it's kind of like Naruto being like, "I'm gonna be the Hokage," yeah. and he's like the shittiest ninja in the whole village, <laughs> and then he becomes Hokage. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's the come up. That makes sense. All right, man. You ready to call it quits? Yeah, we can go and call it now. All right, so man. Our, our dose of the news. Yeah, which was like the beginning part was news, yeah. where we were being smooth brains talking <laughs> yeah. about Doge, and then after that we talked about pissing on people. So you know, <laughs> it's news to us, so it's it's got to be news to you. Also. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, This has been episode two of Send News, everybody. See you guys later. All right, take it easy.